0: Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through our resurrected and ascended Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from the Old Testament reading from Isaiah 51, particularly verse 5, where God says, My righteousness draws near, my salvation is gone out, and my arms will judge the peoples. So far our text. We've come to the end. The end of the church year, as we have the last Sunday of the church year. And as I said last week in the sermon, so it continues this week and goes on into next week as well, in the first Sunday of Advent, talking about Christ coming, not only in the past, but especially coming back again. And we see this as our readings today lead us into next week as we will hear once again the Gospel reading for Palm Sunday and Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem at the beginning of Holy Week. There we see from that week exactly what God says through Isaiah in our verses. My righteousness draws near, my salvation has gone out, and my arms will judge the people's. God says my righteousness draws near. In the same reading from the Gospel this morning, we have Jesus saying, From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. God puts signs in our world to know that things are going to happen. For the fig tree, it was when its leaves came out that it was going to be summertime. When the leaves... Come off, we start to dust off our heavy jackets, or for you guys your coats. You know, when, when the snow actually starts flying, you know, then we'll break out, then I'll break out the coats. But but you know it's coming. And so Jesus says, the same way you will know that I am coming back. There will be signs pointing out that it's very close, because even now my righteousness is is very near to you. He goes on to say, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Well, that was 1950 years ago. That generation is long gone. That generation saw everything that Isaiah had prophesied. Jesus' righteousness drawing near, His salvation going out, and His arms judging the people Because they saw Him on the cross. At the end of that week, His arms stretched out, judging the world, showing the nearness of His righteousness, and showing that His salvation would go out to the ends of the earth. God says through Isaiah, My righteousness will never be dismayed. It will never be shamed. It will always be there. In its glory. We say, the psalm said it so well this morning. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. Holiness befits His house. Not ours. I mean, we look around and it's like, yeah, no. We don't even have to go outside the four walls of our house to realize, yeah. There might be some holiness here, but it's not ours. And it's definitely not our neighbor's. Or we have that holiness that shines even in us, showing Jesus' is righteousness is near. Because as we sang at the beginning of the service, Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with Thine own holiness. Thy strong word bespeaks. It says, and it is. So we have, as the confirmands were just learning last week, and the week before, Baptism being the Word of God included in the water and combined with it. That there, the Word says, you are righteous. And there you are. That is how near the righteousness of Jesus is. That is where He can say, my salvation has gone out. Not just to those around me and my disciples, but to all the world. Because His salvation was there long before He was nailed to the cross. It was there long before He came as the babe of Bethlehem. It was there even long before Adam and Eve fell in the garden. It was always there. Because He knew that we would fall. He knew that sin would enter the world. And so He gives us that way out. He gives us His salvation. And from Adam and Eve, outside the garden, on up until Good Friday with the cross, and even now as we wait for the second coming, we echo Jude's words that we are waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. We have it partially now, but we're waiting for it to be fully revealed. When he comes back in the clouds with power and glory to show us once and for all and forever that salvation that has gone out that he purchased with his blood that's the day we wait for that is greater than any sunrise that has ever happened on the earth greater than even than Jesus rising from the dead is that day where He comes back in His full glory. Glory that Peter, James, and John got a glimpse of on the Mount of Transfiguration. But we get to see all of it. And no one will be able to deny it. No one will be able to say, I don't know what you're talking about. Because then, after He comes in the clouds with great power and glory, He will send His angels out and gather His elect from the four winds. Gathering them all in. Showing that his salvation has gone out to all corners of the world, that his righteousness has been near to everyone, and that his arms have judged the peoples. God says, I will set my judgment for a light to the peoples. And we look, and especially on Good Friday, we reflect on the judgment that is there in the cross. The three hours of darkness especially. Or even in the darkness, the glory of God shone through. The glory that was from everlasting still shines. As we sang earlier as well, from the cross forever beameth all thy bright redeeming light. Yes, the sun had stopped shining its light. Son of God on the cross was shining forth His glory, taking on the terrors of hell for you and for me. Because He knew that once He said, it is finished, it was all done. The righteousness was here. Salvation was out. And the judgment was over. And all we have to do is wait. And that is the great theme of the season of Advent. Waiting. But what do we do while we wait? Well, we listen to what Jesus and Judas have to say in our readings this morning. Jesus tells His disciples, It's like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his own work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake. For you do not know when the Master will come. In the evening, or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning. Lest he come suddenly. And find you asleep. How do we stay awake? Well, we listen to Jude's words. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith. And praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear. How do we do it? We live like Jesus lived. We keep ourselves grounded in His Word, having His light shine upon us, waiting for that day when we don't get to see just the reflection from the Word, but we get to see it full on, face to face. And then we bring others along with us, helping them to see that same light, that light that we ended our opening Him with, May the light which Thou dost send fill our songs with alleluias. The alleluias of those who see the glory, that know His righteousness, that have experienced His salvation, and know that they have been judged righteous by His blood. Amen.